0: Well, welcome once again to all of you here in person, and those of you joining online, welcome to you. If you have your Bibles, would you turn to the Gospel of John chapter 15, and we will be reading verses 1 to 8, John chapter 15, starting at verse 1, and if you are able to, would you please stand as we read God's Word? The scripture says, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot produce fruit unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Let us pray. Father, indeed, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to be in your house and to dive into your word. And we pray that indeed, Lord, you would come and that you would speak to us today. We pray that your Holy Spirit would move and that, Lord, you indeed would speak to the hearts and the lives of each one. And we pray that you would help us to be obedient, to respond to how you choose to move. So speak, Lord, for we are listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Feel free. To be seated. In this passage of scripture here, we see Jesus using this beautiful imagery of a vine and branches and a gardener here. And we see this imagery, this illustration that he uses to show the type of connection, the type of relationship that he desires from each one of us. He wants us to be connected to him. And one of the purposes of being connected to him is that when we are in Christ, when we are connected to him, when we are in right relationship with him, that we produce fruit. We produce fruit. You see, God wants to help us be fruitful. He wants to help us to produce fruit. A tree that produces bad fruit is not able to all of a sudden start producing good fruit or fruit at all unless something changes, right? A tree that isn't producing fruit or is producing fruit that is rotten or inedible or whatever the case may be needs something to come and be done to it in order for it to start producing good fruit, And that's what God does to us. He comes into our life in the mess, in the state that we're in, and he helps to clean us up, and he helps us to produce good fruit. And I say good fruit because we can produce fruit, but it's not necessarily good, right? There's a lot of things that our life may produce that may not necessarily be pleasing and be the kind of fruit that God desires us to produce. So what is this fruit that I'm talking about? What is the kind of fruit that God desires us to produce? Well, simply put, it is the fruit of the Spirit. We're told in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23... But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You see, there is no law against these things. It is the Holy Spirit who comes and helps us to produce this kind of fruit. God wants to help us because we cannot produce it on our own. We're not capable of all of a sudden starting to produce something good when we've been sinful, when we've done wrong, when we've produced bad things. God comes and he helps us. He is the one who comes alongside us and helps us to produce something good and meaningful in our lives. The more that we are filled with God's spirit, The more that we surrender ourselves to him and our will and and, and our way to his life, the more evident the fruit of the spirit is in our lives. The more we see God's fruit being produced and evident in our life, the more we start to see that change taking place. So my question to you is what kind of fruit are you producing? What kind of fruit are you producing? How many of you like green apples? Anybody like green apples? No? Some? Okay, all right. So I have a basket of apples here. And they're, they're actually fake. They're, they're, they're for decoration. You, you would see them in my office, you know. And I always find it funny when people come in and they say, oh, can I have an apple? I said, sure, go ahead. And, th- and then they realize that they're fake, right? Well, DeAndra, why don't you come up? You said you like green apples, right? Okay, come on up. All right, so DeAndra, I have the, the green apples, and they're, they're fake, I already told you that, but there's one real one amongst. So I'm going to stand over here. You tell me which one is the real one. Oh, from here? Yeah, from there. <laughs> w- which one's the real one? Okay, you just have a couple seconds there. You think this one? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm gonna give that to it's you. Not it's not real. No, it's not real, okay. All right, okay, let me come closer. Can, can you see which one's, th- one. you think that one? Okay, go for it. Is it real? Yes. All right, it's yours, you can I keep know. it. <laughs> All right, thank you, thank you, Deandra. All right, you see, from a distance, it's difficult to tell what's real and what's fake. Right From a distance, it's easy to look real even when you're not. It's easy to look the part, to say the right things, to even possibly do the right things. But the closer we get to something or someone, the more we start to see what is real and what is fake. It's the same thing in our spiritual lives. The closer we get to God, the more we realize the things in our life that need to change. The more we realize that we're not really producing the kind of fruit that God desires us to produce. That we may look the part, that we may be able to say the right things, that we may be able to act the right way. But it is only truly when we are in Christ and connected to him that we are bearing the real fruit. We need to make sure that we are producing the fruit of the Spirit. You see, the Spirit comes, and with him comes the fruit that we just read of. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. But notice in Scripture, it doesn't say the fruits, plural, of the Spirit. It says the fruit of the Spirit. Why? Because those are the things that automatically come with the Holy Spirit. And the more and more we surrender over to God and the more and more we are filled with the Holy Spirit and we give ourselves to him in every area, the more we can experience that kind of fruit in our life. Amen? Amen. So God wants to help us produce fruit so we can serve the purpose that we were created to do. Not only does he help us to produce fruit, but he also wants to prune us. He wants to prune us so that we can produce even more fruit. You see, God's word helps to prune us. God's word helps to prune us. You know what ruins a beautiful garden? Weeds. Now, I am not a gardener. I. Anyone not a gardener? right I love to see you know beautifully manicured lawns and flower beds and all of that but I'm I'm not the gardener right you know one of the things that bugs me is that even when you pull out weeds what happens they come back right it's not like you pull if if you I only had to pull them out once that would be okay But you have to constantly be checking because they, they come back. And if you leave them for too long, what happens? They take over. They start spreading and they start spreading and they start spreading. My friends, our lives are like that. Where sin is like the weed that comes into a beautiful garden and it comes and it ruins what is good. And if we don't take the time to constantly go and dive into God's word and to see where the weeds in our life are and pull them out and get rid of them, not just temporarily, but pull them at the roots, get them out at the root and cut them off and get rid of them, then they start to spread more and more and they will continue to grow and affect every single area our life it is so important that we pull out those weeds, that we get rid of it. And you see, when we are in God's word, when we are studying and meditating on it, when we are in a regular connection to God by praying and fasting, by attending church regularly, by worshiping together as believers, by studying the word through a Bible study or a small group, by listening to good Christian music, we are staying connected to God. We are allowing him to work in our life and help to prune us through his word. God's word acts like a mirror. The closer we look into that mirror, the more that we can see the changes that need to be made. Are you allowing God's word to help prune you? Are you allowing God's word to come and wash over you and help you? Because it doesn't matter how long we've been a Christian. It doesn't matter if you grew up in the church and you've been a Christian for years or you just became a Christian. We all need to have those weeds pulled from time to time. We all need to look around and to make sure that they're not spreading, and especially in areas that may be hidden. My mom has, my parents, I shouldn't say my mom, but my parents, because, you know, dad does a lot of it too. <laughs> you know, they have a beautiful garden and, and whatnot. And sometimes when I come over, I'll just go and look around and, you know, tell them that they missed a spot or, you know, whatever. But there's sometimes weeds hidden at the back, right, where where you may not necessarily be able to see them. And it's the same thing in our spiritual lives. There are sometimes sin that is hidden so far back that we've left for so long and we often forget about it. But the closer we get to God's word the more those things are exposed and the more we need to learn to deal with them and pull them at the root, get rid of them so that we can produce even more fruit, so that we can be fruitful and get rid of those spiritual weeds in our life. When we read God's word, we realize, maybe I have been gossiping. Maybe I have been telling some lies. Maybe I haven't been putting God first. Maybe I have been running after earthly pleasures more than I've been running after God. God's word helps to expose those things and helps us to be pruned. Here's another thing God's word doesn't, God's word also helps us when we are pruned to want to stay connected to Him. God's not gonna force us to stay connected to Him. Did you know that? God's not going to force us to do anything. In fact, from the very beginning, when he created Adam and Eve in the garden, he gave them free will. He gave them the choice to choose. So they had the ability to choose, and we still have that ability to choose today. God wants us to make the conscious choice to stay connected to him, to stay connected, and we must make that choice, to stay connected to God, There's a delivery that's uh, coming in here in just a moment. How many of you have a smartphone? Anyone have a smartphone? Probably most of you do, and if you don't have a smartphone, you probably at least have um, a phone that you can call, whether it's a cell phone or a home phone or a computer, right? You see, we are in an age where we constantly want to stay connected to people. Just give me one moment here. Thank you, Robert, for delivering this for me. (laughs) All right. I'm just going to put it up here. All right. So thank you. We can just leave it there. Thank you. All right. And we'll get to that in a second. (laughs) So we are in an age where we constantly want to be connected, right? There's constantly something that we can watch, that we can talk about, that we can do, someone we can call, and social media is such a big thing. So whether you're texting, phoning, emailing, posting on social media, there's this constant need that we seem to have to want to stay connected to other people, right? If I forget my phone at home, I feel lost, right? It doesn't happen often, but occasionally I might forget it charging or something. And, and I just feel like I have to go back. Like people are calling me, uh, you know, people are texting. They're gonna wanna know where I am. And you know, I, I, I need it because I, I, I'm bad at directions and I need my map and you know, all of those kind of things. We're so dependent upon that connection to connect whether to the internet or to other people. In July, we faced a nationwide outage and many of us were affected by that, right? Phone and internet. And many people were frustrated. They they were upset, they were angry, they felt isolated and worried and afraid, especially if they couldn't contact their family members or they couldn't log on to work or they couldn't make that Zoom call or whatever it was. Because there's a constant need, to be connected, are we making that same conscious effort to stay connected to God? Are we feeling that longing and desire that we need to connect to him, that God, I need to spend time with you because I haven't connected with you. God, I need to read your word because I haven't spent enough time connecting through your word. Are we having that same longing and desire to connect and stay connected to God? Pat Nash and Sonia Chan-Chun designed this beautiful television for me. Give them a round of applause. Yes, thank you, ladies. And I want to tell you about this TV, all right? This is a -a one-of-a-kind television, and you won't find it anywhere else in this world. And in fact, if you look at the brand, it's R-C-O-T-N. Anyone know what that may stand for? Rosewood Church of the Nazarene, it's our own Rosewood brand television, right? And imagine watching a sports game on that, right? Imagine watching your favorite television show on that or or film or whatever it is. And this TV is very special because it comes with a lot of features, okay? It's the best It's the most advanced television in the world. It does all the fancy things. You know, you can watch any show, any movie, any documentary, any sporting event, any time in the world, in real time. And here's something else. I can't tell you all the features, okay, because there's just too many. But here's something else. If you want, you can actually step into the television show or the sporting event. So wherever it is in the world, if it's on, you can step into it. You can also pull out any of the characters you want. There's so much you can do. So it's one of the best TVs in the world, okay? Clinton, I think Faye should get this for you for your birthday. All right? I'm sure you might want this. So it's the best, it's you know, the most sought-after. But but here's the thing about it: there's no power cord. There's no power cord. So it has though the best features that any TV could offer. It has the latest everything. It has every single feature that you could ever want, the most advanced, but the only thing is there's no power cord. Is is that a problem? A little bit, right? I wanna put it a different way for you without changing the scripture too much. We are like the television. We have so many features, gifts, and talents, abilities, things that we have to offer this world. But unless we have that power cord connection, which is Jesus, connecting us to the source of power of life, which is God, nothing matters. Jesus tells us, apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You see, it doesn't matter if we have the best, if we are the best, if we have the most to offer this world. If we are not connected to Jesus, if we are not in Christ, and we are not in him producing fruit, serving the purpose he created us for, all of it is temporary. None of it matters. It is so important that we make the choice to stay connected to God that we make the choice every single day when we wake up, that we put God first and we rely on him for our source of strength, for our source of provision, for our daily bread, that we call upon God to help us, that we call upon God to remind us, that we call upon God to do for us what we need day by day, that we're not relying on our own sense of power and strength because we're limited, right? Our our source of power is limited. We are limited because we're running on like batteries. And imagine having a big TV like this running on batteries. It's only temporary. But God is that ultimate source of power that does not run out. And we can connect to him. How do we connect to him? How do we connect to him and stay connected? Well, very simply, have a regular prayer life. Read and study God's word. My friends, many times I hear people say, oh, I got through this chapter. I got through the whole Bible in in this amount of time. And that's great, and I totally encourage that. But if you are just reading to get through something, you're not meditating and allowing the word to speak to you. Don't rush through it. Study it. Meditate on God's word. There is so much in there that you can learn Be regular in worship. Join a Bible study or small group. Be alert to how God is speaking and chooses to speak to you. God chooses to speak to us in so many different ways, my friends. And often it is the most subtle ways. And if we are not careful and alert and vigilant, we often miss how God is choosing to speak. May we constantly depend on him and connect to him. We have a direct connection to God at all times that is uninterrupted, that never goes offline, and that is never busy. Are you connecting to God? What is the purpose of a pen? Anyone know? Purpose of a pen? To write. To write something. If your pen doesn't work... Are you gonna spend a lot of time, money, and effort investing in trying to fix it? No. Why? Because there's so many pens, right? If this one doesn't work, okay, there's lots of other ones. You see, what God says in His Word is if we are not serving His purposes, if we are not doing what we were created to do, then we're basically like a useless dead branch. We're basically like a useless pen that does not work and is not serving the purpose that it was intended for. And God says this in verse 6, Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. If we're not serving a purpose, God will cut us off from himself. And this is a harsh truth, but it is a reality. That he says right there in scripture that those who don't remain in me, those who are not connected to me, those who are, are not, are going to be separated. And you see, when we are separated from God, we suffer Because we're no longer in Christ enjoying the blessings and the privileges of being in Christ. We separate ourselves from him. God is there wanting that connection. He wants us to have that connection and be in him, but he's not going to force us. So before we become like a useless dead branch, it's important that we identify the things in our life that are causing us to be that way and get rid of them. So it's important that we cut off the dead branches in our life so that we do not become a dead, useless branch. Does that make sense? To cut off those things. What are some of those things that we need to identify and cut off? Pornography, gambling, lying, gossip, cheating. Adultery, premarital sex, coveting, idolatry, unforgiveness, jealousy, lust, racism, hatred. My friends, any sin that is lingering in our life needs to be cut off. It needs to go. It's like a dead branch that weighs us down, that is causing us to, to not produce the kind of fruit God wants us to produce. And if we don't cut it off, then we suffer the consequences of then becoming like that useless dead branch to God. Cut it off. Jesus says if your eye is causing you to sin, pluck it out. If your hand is causing you to sin, cut it off. Not literally. But figuratively, if there's something in your life that you feel is so important that you've done for so long that is just a part of who you are but it's causing you to sin, it is better to cut that off and live without it than to live an eternity separated from God. There are also things that may come up in our life that may not necessarily be sin but can eventually lead to sin. So very quickly, a boyfriend or girlfriend. Be careful that that boyfriend or girlfriend doesn't lead you to fall into sinful ways. Bad company, drinking, non-prescription drug addiction, swearing, foul language, dirty jokes, inappropriate comments or behavior or touching bad habits, whatever it is, we have to be careful that those things do not become dead branches in our life. My friends, it is important that we constantly pull out the weeds, that we constantly go around and examine ourselves and make sure that we're in a state that God desires us to be. Get rid of those dead branches. You see, God desires a connection with every single one of us. He desires a relationship with all of us, no matter who we are, no matter where we've been, no matter what we've done. He comes in the midst of all of the weeds and he helps us to become that beautiful garden He comes and he helps us pull out those weeds. Will you allow God in your life today to pull out those weeds, to do some gardening, to cut off some dead branches, and to get you in a state of producing the kind of fruit, the real good fruit that God desires you to produce? God wants us to stay connected to him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for this opportunity to be in your house, to dive into your word and to hear from you. And indeed, God, we pray that you would truly come and do some gardening. We pray that, Father, you would help us to allow you in to pull out those weeds, to identify the sin in our life, the things that have been there for so long, and get them out, not just temporarily stop them, but to pull them out at the root so that they do not grow back. Father, help us to cut off those dead branches in our life that have just been hanging around for way too long, the sins that we have allowed to linger, the things that we may constantly go back to and feel that we can't overcome and we can't stop. We thank you that there is victory in the name of Jesus. There is power in your name to heal us, to help give us victory, to help us to be more than conquerors in Christ. And so, Father, we pray that our connection to you would remain strong, would be strong, that you would help us to choose you day by day. And we thank you that you are our source of strength. You are our source of peace. You are our source of power. You are all that we need. And so, God, we look to you, and we pray that you would come once again, that your Holy Spirit would fall fresh over each one, and that they truly would desire to stay connected to you. And so we thank you for this time. We thank you that we can call upon the name of Jesus. What a beautiful name it truly is. The power, the authority, the victory we have in the name of Jesus. We commit ourselves to you anew and afresh. In your name we pray, amen, amen.